Hey, Dat Fam, it's Jamie. Thank you so much for checking out Things in Space. Things in Space! We're currently streaming and recording the show via webcam so we can all stay safe during the COVID-19 pandemic. If you're interested, the best way to directly support this podcast is to rate, follow, review, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever it is you are listening to us on. And remember, if you're loving the immersive sounds and music you hear during our game, those are provided by Sirenscape. The app is free and comes with 10 sound sets, 10 that are included to get you started. Use the link in the description to let them know we sent you. Thanks again, and enjoy the show. It's Saturday night. It's 6 o'clock. There's a tail hidden in the stars, and all we have to do is reach up and grab it. Welcome to Things in Space. I'm in Yes. How is everybody doing? Guys, it's Wes's birthday! It's Wes's birthday! Happy birthday! Yeah, thank you. And uh, the the lovely people uh, on the stream got me birthday cupcakes that I got in the mail today. Thank you guys so much. These are good cupcakes. There you go. All right. Last time, according to the ship's log, the crew of the Scourge were in an overwhelming situation. The emotions and fear that surged through Mog and Captain Phoenix's mind nearly overwhelmed them as a hand reached through the console to destroy Mog. It turned out to be the Hesper Typhix, and although he was outrageously steamed from the crew opening fire on his engines, he relented. The crew's thoughtful attempts at explaining the true situation and their unwillingness to attack the goofish, confused creature Turn Typhix, allowing his more peaceful nature to exude. The rest of the alien spacecraft held little information for the crew. Of course, there was much galvanizing about the, me- the metal floors and walls with attempts to find goods. The most unique piece of information, however, came from something the crew were resolute in not doing. Mog pushed the blinking red button. In doing so, an image of an Afrit human appeared before them. Amid the crackles and broken video, the image spoke something about seize the burning mother and came while asking for forgiveness. With every corner of the vessel ransacked and searched, the scourge towed the breath of the embers back to the now poorly named Far Portal Station. The job was done and the adventure was over, so they thought. They celebrated a job well done, reaping the bounty of their work. They gave the ship over to Station Master Jory, but not without first gaining apt compensation for upgrades for their ship, which would be called in to whatever port they descended upon next. It seemed that the Station Master would do anything to study the ship, even call in long-lost favors. The heroes then settled down at the riveted lounge for a long, well-deserved amount of respite. They bonded over whiskey and conversation until they were rudely interrupted by a Lashunta woman. She identified herself as Teres and informed them that the psychic feelings bursting into their minds from the portal sinking in the sun wasn't a solitary experience. The Lashunta of Asana Town felt that same overwhelming sense of doom daily. While Abedzagak and Nono sang and danced the time away, Captain Phoenix questioned the lady. Although Teres seemed to have ulterior motives, the choice was clear. They needed to accompany her to Asana Town. The group flew to the far side of the sun, during which they ran into an acquaintance. 
Hank let them pass Sunrise Station as long as they never called him again. Detrian piloted the ship deep through a uh, singular transparent tunnel, diving into the plasma of the sun. The lines of fire whipped around the tunnel, but inside the anomaly, the atmosphere was quite temperate. The crew marveled at this strange new world that they witnessed, and sooner rather than later, they landed in a bubble city inside the sun. Almost as soon as the ship docked, the crew was harangued by a Sheeran man, commonly referred to as Slick Nick. He tried to pacify the newcomers to the dock, telling them that he would perform routine maintenance on the Scourge. The crew wouldn't allow it, however, which caused the Sheeran and his bot to pacify in a more violent manner. The enemy was dispatched quickly as Detrian put him into a sleeper hold, allowing him to rest. The poor Sheeran seemed to be frightened of doom, like thoughts running through his mind. All seemed momentarily fine as the crew passed the line crawler connecting the bubble cities, heading toward Asana Town. As they exited the car, Nona noticed something strange. But it wasn't until a Lashunta man wearing dark armor appeared on all monitors around and declared martial law that Nono and Abedzigat noticed the brass dragons. The city is already in upheaval, and it's locked down. Now join me as we traverse the night sky. The bright lights and loud noises were almost too much for her as they stepped off the transport ship. The tiny turquoise skittermander whelp had never been around so much assumed chaos. Are all of these people helping someone? The skittermander pondered. It must be, as that was what she had been taught from birth. Helping is fundamental to anything in life. She whispered under her shocked breath. She looked up. She uh, she looked up at the baton nestled down in her father's navy blue fur, and imagined him being called to use it. Her mind began to wander. Hata could be an interplanetary hero. <laughs> she thought. Her mother's lilac fur gently surrounded a beautiful necklace with many beads. Mata always holds her shoulders back so proudly, and others listen when she speaks. She could lead a whole planet. Walking through the streets of Absalom Station, the young Skittermander daydreamed as she was wont to do, swinging between her parents' hands as they held on so dearly to their little loved one. She dreamed of her mother and her silky short lilac fur calling out to others, Skittermanders and Vesks alike, Pata at her side, leading a great army of helpers as they demolished combat spider drones and ghost moose ducks. The whelp swung into her own daydream on the top of a miniature spaceship that raced her around the battlefield. Shop signs turned into banners, and that man sweeping the sidewalk turned into a giant sauropod. That Lashunta woman's shopping bags turned into two enormous gravity battle gloves. That bench became a besk stealthing into combat. She flew around aiding anything in need. <laughs> By the time she awoke from her daydream, her mata and pata were nowhere to be seen. The noise of battle faded back to the clanging of the repair shop. A frightened confusion popped a pink tint to the end of her turquoise fur. She scrambled to find anyone, anything that looked familiar. A group of skittermanders nearby were working, all six on a ship. Um, excuse me? Do you know where my pata is? As two of the many skittermanders stopped working to turn and look at the tear-filled eyes of the whelp, 
a large vesk came bursting through the door. No, no, do not stop working. We need this ship done before the ambassador leaves tonight. The two workers turned back enthusiastically to the ship that apparently immediately needed uh, their attention. You, you must be new. Oh, what is that on your stomach? No, no, here. Double check the engine connections, said the Vesk with yellow eyes and thick beard spines towards the middle. His black hide and rotund body flexed with every breath as he shoved a wrench in the turquoise skittermander's hands and pointed towards the underside of the vessel. No, you don't need to do more research. Apparently all skittermanders have that at some point in your life, he said, mentioning the mouth erupting from the skittermander's stomach. And stop talking to me when everyone's around, Nikanda and Drax. People will think I'm crazy talking to my exocortex, he mumbled to his armor as he lumbered away. The young girl didn't know what she was doing. She was still just a whelp. Nevertheless, helping was fundamental to anything in life. Um, maybe if I double-check the engine, this guy will help me find my parents. Rattled the thought in her brain. Taking a deep breath, she looked at a jungle of wires, radiating with a hum of energy, but... This can't be right. She said. Obviously, the blue wires belong together, and the white wires and the green. Why would everybody connect them any other way than color-coordinated? <laughs> Silly mechanics! At least now it's pretty, and hopefully works better than before! As she walked out of the building, much more confident in finding her parents now that she had helped someone in need. No, no. Yes, that was what the Vesk had called her scampered along, never knowing what she had done. The explosion rocked the portside shop as hot metal rained from the sky. The investigation never got very far past the vest screaming that he was no terrorist. He didn't plan a failed assassination. He didn't plan an assassination at all. He never touched the engine. It was that stupid little turquoise and pink skittermander's fault. The interview was shown everywhere, and through the glass of a shop selling data pads, Nono saw the truth. A tear rolled down the tiny whelp's eyes. She was a hardened fugitive. Now we step into those same eyes, although older now. They are looking at a screen again, but this time they see a Lashunta declaring martial law. They see a massive group of brass dragons and another group of Lashunta as the barricade as they barricade the line crawler station. And the world erupts into chaos. What do you do? Is there anybody nearby that we could go walk up and, and ask a question to? Sure, who do you want to talk to? Uh, literally any kind looking passerby. Okay, um, <laughs> I mean, there, there, there's like a couple of Lashuta that you see that are just kind of, they're banging on the door to the line crawler station and you see more of them are coming up and approaching it, but all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, you see a couple that are kind of skirting away from it, uh, and, and there, there's this, uh, there's this man. He is, uh, he's got like, he's got, he looks like a Lashunta, um, but he looks like his antenna. They just aren't there, um, or, or maybe they're partially there, um, but he kind of backs away from it and starts walking, walking away. Okay, I'll. Um, I bet the guy is gonna approach the 
Antenna list man. <laughs> okay. All right. You approach the antenna list man. Um, he is wearing like a he's wearing like a weird looking suit, uh, and he's got kind of yellowish hair. In fact, I have a picture of him. Um, okay. If you would like to be pulled over to it, give me give me one second here, and I'll pull you uh, towards this picture on roll twenty. All right. You can okay. you can see it on roll. No, nope, that's not. That's those are the people that are. Uh, those are the those some that big are antennas. Yeah, big <laughs> antennas this there. That doesn't have the antennas. Okay. Yeah, those are definitely oh, kind so of antennas. Can't. I'll give it to you. Yeah, kind of antennas. What do you do? Uh, I I gently walk up and I say, "Excuse me. Uh, hello. My name is Abedzak. Uh." Couldn't help but notice that uh, the stakes around this place seem to skyrocket. When they say lockdown, oh. is that like the bubble or what does that mean exactly? Well, uh, I don't really know. Uh, you know, I just um, I was kind of kind of hoping to do a little bit more of my touring, uh, but uh, yeah. Are you a, not from around tour- here? I mean, I. Uh, <laughs> I mean, do you not know who I am? By the way, this man is played uh, by Rob Schneider. All right. Um, <laughs> I mean, I could ask you the same question. Oh, are you supposed to be somebody that I should know? Are we? Are you famous? I'm a very big deal. I have my own show. Perhaps you've heard of Vests in Space? I'm a very big deal, too. I am a comedian, and people around here, they love me. Will okay, you well, tell us a joke? Uh, yeah, well, uh, I think the whole, uh, existence of our being is pretty much a joke, isn't it? <laughs> uh, you know, so, live very meta humor, then. Oh, well, <laughs> it's just what life is. It's, it's one experience, one learning experience after another, and when you're, when you're through with all that learning, you graduate and you get a diploma, and you know what that diploma is? You die. Hmm. Huh. I have not laughed, but I will say that it is wise to always strive for your dreams. And Mr. Kind of a Tenor and Tenor Lashanta Man, you can do it. You can do it. Well, I wait, 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 wait. Mark, you've never laughed in your life? Hmm. No, I just didn't laugh now. Oh, I see. Okay. Just wanted to make that clear. Uh, so, touring comedian man, uh, you are not exactly sure what's going on around here? Yeah, uh, by the way, my name's Chaz Bilgard. You can catch me any night in the, uh, I guess now. I was going to go over to some of the other bubbles, but you can catch me in the Horizon House if you want to you know, catch my routine. Game some of the good ones I, I don't wanna right make, now. I don't want to make assumptions, but are they canceling all live venues or? No. What are you t- sure The people around here love me. They find me hilarious. I don't know, maybe okay. it's because everybody's got a big feeling of impending doom, but they really like my dark, cynical humor. It's getting me paid, so what about you? You you got you are you getting paid for doing what you love? I see that cynicism's coming from the other side now. Well, 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 listen, buddy, I don't want any trouble. We just wanted answers to some questions. Sorry to bother you. Um we should probably report back to my captain at this point. 
Uh, roll a diplomacy check. Okay. <laughs> no! Hold on one second. That, well. That's gonna be a five! Oh, five. Yeah, he leaves. Um, <laughs> peace out. Great. What are the rest of you doing? Uh, you know, you do have Tyrese with you. Um, what is Tyrese doing? Like, does she seem nervous? Does she seem... Roll a sense motive. Oh, Can I do that I'm too? real good at this. Can I do that too? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, the three of you, since you were over there by her, could make a sense motive check if you wish. Eight total. Eight Eleven total. for me. Eleven. Uh, she seems genuinely a little taken back and uh, a little, a little freaked out. Uh, she doesn't really know what's going on. Hmm. And she seems a bit nervous too. I'll look uh, to Phoenix and be, just be like, uh, "We're getting paid extra for this, right?" Uh, I'm not sure. Perhaps we yeah. must find the cause of this martial law. No, no, I think you wanted to say something to uh, Tyrus. Um, Tyrus, you know what's happening. No, I do not know what is happening. Um, but uh, I, I think we should get to um, my house. It is, it is near the Bulwarks Plaza, and um, we would be safe there to discuss what needs to happen. I know that this area is is very people have been feeling a sense of impending doom and are afraid and I do not know if this will be a good thing or a bad thing but we should get off the streets if we can when I overhear this uh, sure yeah you you definitely hear the conversation okay so then I would definitely try to turn to everyone and say while this may not be the plan that we were expecting, it's the one we need to take. We need to move. We need to be off these streets immediately. Agreed. Okay. All um, right. So you're, you're trying well, well, once to we start, Yeah. Once we start moving, I would definitely lean into Phoenix and just whisper. The guy who attacked us seemed desperate. He might know more about what's going on. There's a way for, that we can question him. I think that would be a good idea. Uh, you They're remember that wrong. guy in a completely different bubble. Uh, you have traveled across the line crawler station. I was trying to explain it. I don't think uh, I could make a, a good description of it. So if you look over at roll 20, uh, you will mm. see that there are, there are literal lines connecting these bubble sites uh, to one another. Um, and they, they look oh. kind of like there. So they are they are transit like electrical lines that are connecting you from okay. from one city to the next. And you have just popped out of there and realized that now you're in a 
you're in a lockdown. There's no nobody can nobody can get in or out because these people have taken over the line crawler stations. Okay. So we've already left that guy. Yes. That guy got taken to prison pretty much. Yeah. Um perhaps he no, may have known also, something. But... Go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, it's fine. Go ahead. No, no, uh, go ahead. No. <laughs> Nona would lean over to Abedzagat uh, at some point while they've been standing around trying to figure out what to do. And uh, she'll point out the brass dragon stuff that she noticed last time. I don't remember if it was like insignia or just like a pin on somebody or whatever. Um, and she'll kind of point it out to Abedzagat and say, um, remember before we got with... Uh, the captain and Mog and Detrian, and we were looking for that guy. He was a part of the Brass Dragons, wasn't he? Pretty sure. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Uh, we should definitely keep our eyes out for him. Oh, man, you think he's here? Well, I don't know. I guess the good thing is, is that every, everything's locked up, which means they can't get out. Huh. Okay, noted. Thank you, Nono. It's gonna be such a bummer when I turn you in. Yeah, but you gotta. One of these days, you gotta. Nah, we'll see. So you have entered the line crawler station over here um, to the... Man, why'd they turn the north symbol like that? Uh, the southeast. Um, and Bulwark's Plaza is in the south uh, quadrant of this part of Asana Town. It's a it's a nice little park over there. And you start walking through the streets uh, towards there. You notice that, like, the streets are backed up. There's honking horns. There's there's uh, there's struggle everywhere. People are people are kind of freaking out over all of this. Um, when all of a sudden you see that there's there's this um, well let me just read it for you across the street a crowd of Lashuntas has gathered in its center two armored Lashunta soldiers drag a weeping Kasatha family two parents and a child out of an apartment the crowd of onlookers seems of mixed opinions most are shouting in protest while others are eagerly picking through household items, a third soldier and a freak in dark armor is throwing out of the apartment's open door. One adult Kasatha attempts to resist, only to be punched in the face. The other adult frantically covers his face as the soldier restraining him tears away his mouth scarf and laughs. <gasps> in the center of the madness, the child wails for someone to help. What do you do? Uh, I'm pretty sure Detrian would already be moving toward that because he does not put up with soldiers treating civilians like that. All right. As you do, you notice coming out the corner, there are actually two more of these these soldiers are coming around and and they're walking closer and closer towards this area. Um, Real quick. And we roll a culture check about that scarf. Like, Jamie knows what it means, but I would like to know if Nono knows what it means. Absolutely. I would love to roll Same. as well. Yeah, me too. 22. Ooh, 22! 
Sixteen. Fourteen. All right. Well, it's pretty common knowledge because uh, softens are uh, a big part of the species within the Pact worlds. Um, they have their ship, the Adari, which is actually where Mog is from. Um, and they flew in looking to colonize another planet um, after their home world was destroyed. They are full of, uh, of strong cultural beliefs. Um, and that is a very big thing for them to, to cover their faces is a um, is an honor for them that they possess and they, they care for deeply. For this to be ripped from them is is almost like tearing a piece of their soul apart from them. Oh. Uh, I, I did say they looked to colonize another planet. The point of that, they stopped after they found that they enjoyed the Pact Worlds, and now they are just currently mostly living within their ship. Um, it's as big as a planet is. Yeah. But Dedrian, you're Well, what yeah. is your plan? Uh, he's, if I see uh, Dedrian, I mean, I'm going to follow. Yeah, I'm going Detrian's to. moving to, to just get a closer look on the situation and see if there's anything he could potentially do because, I mean, especially seeing a kid being treated this way, he's not going to put up with that. Okay. Um, you get closer, so, closer to the... Yeah. And you see that these Lashunta are... They're just ripping through these people's house and you hear them saying, You're unwelcome here, you filthy Kasafan. This is a Lashunta-only land. We're going to take you out of here. You're going to the checkpoint. And how many soldiers are there? There's a total of five soldiers. Um, see that... Could I, could I make a check to see how well-armed they are and just do, like, a weapons... I'd, like, try and figure out exactly sure. what, like, weapons and Roll equipment they have? Well, it's a natural 19. Um, and then my perception is 4, so 23. 23. So you see that some of them are, are carrying hunting rifles. You do notice that there are two distinct different types of groups here. There seem to be, um, there seem to be soldiers with a, a patch on their, ar- on their arms that looks like a, um, a Lashunta. Uh, over orange. It's like a, a black shadow of a Lashunta over orange. And uh, the other ones, they look a little bit more gritty, and they have the symbol that Nono has pointed out to be the symbol of the brass dragons on them. Uh, you see that the the ones that are the, the Lashunta-patched people, they have like a frag grenade sitting at their side. They're carrying hunting rifles and long swords. Um, and then the, the other people, they have laser rifles and uh, also frag grenades and a longsword. But their rifles look to be a little bit more powerful than the hunting rifles that the other three possess. Okay. Um, and are they all in close proximity? Yeah, they're pretty other? close proximity to one another and to the three Kasafans that are now on the ground. There is one that's just digging through an apartment complex and throwing things out a window. It seems like they're a, a first floor apartment um, and he's got at their back door just throwing things out onto the street. Uh, you hear the Kasafan say, 
please. We do not wish to be a part of this. We were just staying at home peaceful, and, and we wish to come to a peaceful solution here. And the Lashunta says, No, you're an undesirable. All undesirables are to be taken away. All right, I think okay. I think at this point, Phoenix is going to look to Detrian and kind of give that nod. Um, I, I think that even she at this point doesn't want to stand around and watch this happen and, and is kind of on the same page. Whether or not it's so, the right choice, we'll find out. Um, <laughs> so gonna... Detrian knows that there's a lot of civilians in the area um, and wouldn't want to engage in direct combat immediately. Um okay. So he would look to Phoenix uh, and say something that Phoenix would know, um, uh, but it's he would just say flash and grab, and she would know that that means he plans to throw a flash grenade in and pull the civilians out. Now, you know that might not be possible. There are about 25 civilians just kind of grouped around and watching this. And they are looking right. on, and some of, them, some of them are standing back in, in horror at the situation, and some of them are looking on and screaming, yeah, get up! I mean, you don't you don't even know how many people are really going to join in this fight. Like, this is a mob. Exactly. You're that's, that's, why, that's why at least Detrian is thinking that he can make it not a fight. If he flash, flashes the soldiers and blinds them, he could probably pull all three civilians out before combat would actually start. Okay. Is, is it at least think, that's my idea that's my idea <laughs> i think phoenix would look at him and say something like follow my lead and right. she's gonna walk up to the guy that was just talking you know that was just saying all those things to these people and i think yeah. she'd say so gentlemen what do we have here step aside this is this is Sun Sunrise Collective orders only. Oh, I'm so sorry. It looks like um, I'm not going to do that. Now, I asked you, what's going on here? And why are you harming these people? I don't have to tell you anything. I'm doing my job. I'm doing the things that I have to do. And I'm going to get these people out of here to the checkpoint. They are undesirables and not a part of the new regime. Oh, and what new regime is this? I don't have to answer to you. If you wish, no, you, you don't. But I'd like you to. I'm not going to because I'm in the middle of removing this family and evicting them from their household. Okay, is there a reason for that? Yes, they are not a part of the new regime, and they are undesirables. We are Great, taking yes, them away. Yes, um, you said that. Unfortunately, you just keep re repeating yourself, and <laughs> it's quite Thank exhausting, you. isn't it, Detrian? So do you. Uh, absolutely is. Uh, I mean, did you, did you, are you a robot? Do you have bad programming or something? Meanwhile, Detrian is reaching into his pack for the smoke grenade that he stole from uh, the guy on the, at the hangar. And I okay. think Phoenix and would just kind of put an put a hand on his arm real quick and just in meaning just wait you know just have it at the ready but not yet he's not pulling it yet he's he's he he knows enough to wait for phoenix's cue okay look i know you have a job to do we have a job to do as well but is there a reason 
that your job includes harming these innocent people. Ah, these people aren't innocent. They're Kasafans, right? What are their crimes? Their crimes are they're causing, we think they're causing the doom that fulfills this area. This doom that surrounds us. We get rid of them, we get rid of all of it. And that's what we stand for here. at all, right? And you hear some of the people are like, yeah, yeah, take care of the doom feeling. We gotta get rid of it. It's too long been plaguing our society. I too have felt this doom feeling, but I don't think it has anything to do with these innocent people you are accusing. Unhand them immediately. Would you say this is an intimidation or a diplomacy? You know, Ben, I can let you decide that because my bonuses in both are the same. (laughs) I'd say this is more of of a demand. A diplomatation. Uh, so, you know, that might be a little bit of a ship of a name. And uh, just a reminder that you should ship the name so that, uh, and post it to Twitter with hashtag things in space. And we, you might be able to win the Starfinder beginner box on Wes's birthday. It's amazing. All right. Ooh, okay. Well, that's a natty 19 plus seven, nope, plus eight. All right. Looks around and he says, gents, sunspots. And they all get up and walk away. Crowd starts to disperse. I would like to immediately try to help up the people um, Kasathan's on the floor and provide them aid yeah. and give uh, and give I, the scarf back as well. Yeah. And I would uh, I would kind of put my hand where because I, I can see like Detrian has his hand on on his grenade and I'd kind of just kind of lower his arm and I'd say, "Not today." And uh, but it was De- a good plan. De- <laughs> uh, Detrian. Well, that worked out way better than last time. And pulls out ten credits and hands them to Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> and she takes them. And as you're walking through, you've you've done this. Um, congratulations, you've put that at ease. What do you do, Captain? I worry that they may come back in stronger numbers. Yes, I fear that as well. I'll look to the family. Um, they know where you live now. Do you have another place you can stay? We could um, perhaps go to the Church of Iomade. Um There are many around here. We could pass through the walls. I am assuming that these fruits would not pass through Holy Land. Although, after what they did to after what they did to Haynes, Garb, I, I think they have no respect whatsoever. Could you tell us more why? What was the name? Yeah, I was Haynes. just asking what that name was. Uh, Hain, Hain is the female. 
Could you tell us more about this sudden spike in violent racism? Um, why don't you roll a diplomacy check? You got it. Would it have advantage because we're being very nice to them? <laughs> There's no such as advantage in Starfinder West. Even okay. for 21. First. 21. <laughs> Things have not been good recently. The psychic assault that has recently occurred, perhaps you felt it or perhaps you did not, but it has caused a commotion that we have not felt for a long time. Certainly the, the Lashunta and anyone who has some sort of telepathy has a constant feeling of doom around them, but this most recent barrage, the, the attack that we felt in our minds was so strong and powerful we could not define it. Um, so, the paramilitary group, the Sunrise Collective, uh, seems to have taken control. They have gained momentum since, since the attack. And if you saw the, well, the video post from Zaylin Trinipol, you will know that they are now in charge of our government. They've been rounding up on the shoot, considering them undesirable. And you see that Tyrus kind of like all of a sudden gets a little jittery. What were you going to say? Always, have they always worked with the brass dragons? No, the, the brass who I is that what the other ones are called? Uh, yep. That is new. Um, despite, despite their message of the Shunta isolation, um, this, they've brought in, uh, this mercenary group, these brass dragons, as you call them. They were, they were from the bubble city of Corona, um, and they are mostly Ifrits. Uh, of human nature. We've been instructed to treat them as if they were the town's rightful police. But we all know that they are not. And uh, Tyrus kind of uh, pulls at a Benzagak's sleeve. Uh, only you have seen my ex-wife um she's a yosoki they are collecting the shunta non-lashuntas it is a good chance that that nib is in the middle of all this i am very worried although please do not tell her that i was very worried but if you do if she is she is a loud mouth woman and she does not tend to keep her ideas to herself and if this is happening, she might have... Something might have happened to my ex-wife. I promise not to meddle in any personal affairs, but I will do my best to be of help. 
Okay. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, and uh, Mog, as soon as you, as soon as you are talking to these people, you actually see on the ground there's like a little uh, there's a little data pad seems to have been dropped. I will pick it up and hand it to No No. This seems to have been left behind. Perhaps by one of the soldiers. Hmm. It is asking for a passcode. It wants a passcode, huh? Uh, But what? Can I hack it? You can try. Can I bypass the passcode? Yeah, you can try. Roll a computer's check. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, I am going to add a stem that I think we just got from Wild Galguin. Or, uh, since you can't be together in person to eat chocolate cake, here's enough for everyone at the table to all have a stem pack. Yes, that includes Aww. Ben. Have a good day, Wow. Wow. Thank you. Very sweet. Thanks, Gwen. 24. Uh, and Willow said... You know, I try to do it anonymously, but you won't let me. How dare! It's my boy's birthday! So here's a present from Willow and Finn. A light em up and a med AI for Wesley Allen Johnson. Yes. Wow. And a light up Allen, some races. Huh? <laughs> uh, you I know are I'm in trouble to, when someone says that. You are able to hack into this data pad. And after you do, it kind of clicks. Um, you know, you spend a bunch of time just clicking, clacking over there, and and pulling down the uh, the the subset menu and digging into it. And it clicks with you after you start to see the first few letters of this passcode. You heard you heard the Sunrise Collective say the word sunspots, and they all left. And you type in sunspots into this data pad, and it pops open. Um, inside of it, there isn't much, but there is information that this Sunrise Collective uh, soldier received from uh, from the Brass Dragons, um, stating that there is an officer in charge of the Brass Dragon forces in Asana Town, and a freak woman named Rej Verna. Mercs in Asana Town are only a portion of the mercenary company's might, and Rej is just an officer in the organization. Even combined, the Sunrise the Brass Dragon and Sunrise Collective are a meager force to control all of Asana Town. Which you might take as perhaps soon they will bring in more. Okay, um Well, this is what I found and I mean, no, no, just middle of the street starts blathering this information back to everybody. <laughs> <sighs> this is not good. This, this is very bad for all of us. We should, we should, we should, we should go, we should go find my wife. We should, we should go find me. Yes. Uh, yes, she will. Help you. Yes, yes, um, uh, that might be, that might be best. And there she, is um, more than just your wife in trouble. All of these people need protection. 
Should we put them in one place, like the church before mentioned? Uh, yes, I, I believe that for right now might be the safest place uh, for for it, uh, for them. Um, there are many churches about, um, but you sh- could could go to the convent of the Eternal Son, um, and she points them down the street, and they, the Kasathans, sort of shake their head. And they, they hug their child tight and they, they put over cloaks over their head and they start walking towards the church. I want to make sure that that church is well protected before we all leave to find the Yasaki. Certainly. Yes, and let's that's a do good it. Point. Quickly. It's closed. Yeah, let's go. So you start heading towards the. Oh, I'm sorry. It's it's not the convent of the Eternal Son. It's the Church of the Virgin Mother, which is actually it's a, it's a little out of the way. Um, and you, uh, as you're going through, you sort of see that this one incident it it wasn't it wasn't solitary. There's more going on here. There's more more things that. Are happening that are are outside of your control. Um, in an intersection, a, a, a group of Lashunta and and the Afrits, all these soldiers that you've seen, they confront a mob of protesters. Uh, the protesters are Lashuntas, and a few other species are mixed, armed only with holographic signs reading "Not our collective" and "Asana Town for everyone." The soldiers outnumber and irate. Uh, stand with rifles trained on the crowd, giving them a final warning to disperse. From the back of the mob, a bottle sails into the air, smashing at the soldier's feet. You think this is about to erupt. What do you do? Uh. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean... Would I, I would probably try and analyze the situation to see how pressed these soldiers are and see if they're about to, like, if they're jittery enough to start opening fire on civilians. Yeah, um, make, make a, a perception, uh, check? perception check, absolutely. How many of them are there? Uh, there are a total of six guards here, but it's almost uh, impossible to count how many there are in the in the crowd they're all holding up signs but these people are holding back and you start to see reinforcements are coming down the street uh, 14 on the perception check 14 on the perception check uh i mean this is a powder keg about to explode you have no idea how fast things are approaching but they are coming quickly um if you do not intervene in some way someone will be shot and very soon does it so look like there's one soldier specifically who is leading the charge here? It looks like a, a, a huge group of them are standing up and they're all yelling back, get back, get down now. Oh, you stay back and don't come any closer. And this bottle smashes at the feet and this one steps up and says, who did that? You're going to pay right now. Um, how many, is it only Sunrise Collective, or do we see any Brass Dragons here as well? You do see the Brass Dragons here as well. You see that there are 
a total of six right now, three Sunrise Collective and three Brass Dragons. But coming around the corner, you see more. Um, they're, they're coming around it, and it turns out yeah. it's, it's the exact same group that you just shoot off further down the street. I would like to go in front of the, the not right in front of the can person, but go on to the side of the protesters. Uh, okay. I don't know, how, what's the distance between the can dude and like the, the picket line? <laughs> the picket line. So there's about, let, let's call it a, a five, a five foot square line in front okay. of these picketers and the men training guns on them. They seem too, too close to for comfort, but also um, they are pressing their advantage as much as they possibly can. Is there, is there somebody leading the charge of the civilians? Uh, you do not see that there is anybody in charge. There's just a group of them. Okay. If I don't get shot on the way, I would like to move in front of the can guy. All right. So you, you Mog steps up and, and like slimily makes his way in front of both groups. And you see that at that moment, uh, everyone just kind of stops and is watching this the Sharu eek forward into the middle of all of this. Yeah, I what think the second Phoenix sees him step forward, she's going to quickly glance at Detrian, and she's going to go follow. Yep, and Detrian's oh, right there, too. Follow. Uh-huh, same. I have a big, giant body, and I will protect this poor slug. <laughs> Hashtag Mog must live. (laughs) Mog must live. Oh, boy. No, no, what are you doing? You have Skrith. You're riding around. What do you do? Yeah, um, the Kasothan family, are they still headed on their way? Like, what what are they doing? Skirt through the protesters, and they actually enter a building not too far away. They they seem to have gotten where they need to be. Okay. Uh, Nono. Nono is going to lean down to Scriff and say, Want to play hide and seek? And she'll get off of Scriff and send him <laughs> into the crowd and she'll follow uh, Abedzaga. Right. What do you do? They've all. I would like. Can I? I would like to take my rug and wrap it around Mog's body. (laughs) 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 And wrap it around body. The soldiers are just kind of like looking at all of this. Everyone, everyone is looking. You know when something absolutely absurd happens, like and people are fighting, but all of a sudden a duck walks in between them. That's what's happening right now. Uh, yes, these people and, are. And I would like. I'm sorry. He's not a slug. He's a mog. I'm going to look right into the eyes of the soldiers holding all of these weapons and wrap <laughs> this this rug around this around my friend. I would assume okay. that Phoenix has made her way close enough to up to where they are. And I yeah. would kind of like her to walk through the two groups 
probably with Detrian at her side, acting okay. like they freaking own this planet. Like, so much confidence, and she's probably really scared underneath, but she's just going to walk right on in there. If this were a movie, it'd be that slow motion, like, epic, like, hero walk yeah. with Detrian and Phoenix. So she's going to get up get- there and she- you, you got to roll a charisma check to part Ooh. the Red Sea of this, uh, of this crowd. Both you and Detrian need to do that. Cool. Well, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna uh, cast for me. I'm gonna cast um, charming veneer on myself to give myself a bonus to this oh. roll. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So that's gonna be twenty-three. Twenty-three. Twelve mine. Uh, they part and then they close before Detrian walks through. So Detrian, Detrian's <laughs> with Captain Phoenix, but he's like they they part for Captain Phoenix, and then he's like having to work his way through the people. <laughs> That's usually uh, as the main crowds. I would like to look and see. Oh, go go right. No, no, I was going to say. I was going to say, I would like to look to see which soldier in the six is the most nervous, or if any of them have their fingers on the trigger. Uh, definitely, they all have their fingers on the trigger, but uh, roll a perception check. Uh, ten. Ten. Yeah, you can't really tell. This is a very tense situation. You think that anything, anything wrong will spark the flame. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, and there was the leader, the guy who th- the, got the can thrown and was yelling at the crowd. Probably yeah. be able to tell that he was the leader. Um, I mean, you don't know the leader, but he certainly was talking. Okay. So I would, um, I would hope that I can make it up into uh, basically in between both of these crowds, but I'd like to be talking to the guys with the guns drawn, and I'm going to say what is the meaning of this? Why don't you ask them? They're protesting all of this. They came out here in violent force and were responding. Oh, violent? Uh, Oh, I'm not seeing any guns drawn and pointed at you. No, but things have been thrown at us. It's not our fault. Oh. Better. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, did you say something's been thrown at you? Um, you're pointing your weapon at a bunch of innocent people who are confused and scared. They don't know what's going on. No one does. And yet you're here, ready to kill them all for what? What are you? Are you a... Sorry. Katie, since we've never done this that I just remembered, will you please describe what Captain Phoenix looks like? Oh, um, okay. Sorry, I know. Yeah, me <laughs> I realized no, we, we got know. in situations we never really talked about this. So uh, please yeah. describe Captain uh, well, Captain Phoenix is, um, <laughs> gosh, uh, so she, she I, I kind of built her in my likeness a little bit, so I would assume that she looks a little bit like me. Um, she does have, like, brownish blonde hair uh, tied back in a really, really messy, dirty ponytail. Like, she's 
she's not very put together except, you know, she always looks like she just came out of combat um, at all times, even fresh out of the shower. It's just like, she just looks a little roughed up. Um, and her ponytail is always kind of a little bit of a mess. Um, and when you look at her, she looks like your average human. Uh, but when you notice her eyes, there's something very, very um, interesting about them because they kind of glow like this orangey, yellowy, red color. It almost kind of looks like you're staring into a fire when you're when you're looking into her eyes. Yeah, so he's looking into into Captain Phoenix's eyes right now. What are you? I don't think I have to tell you. Are you an Ifrit? What are you? Melishinta. Hello. Okay. I don't think it matters what anybody is. Oh, I think it matters a lot. No, it's about who you are and what you do in this world with the life you are given. And you are pointing your weapon at all of these innocent people just because they look different than you. Spoken like an off-world. Either you're on that side or you're on this side. Oh, I can't just If see. I may, these are confusing times. I have a rug surrounding my body. But even in the most confusing times, I assure you, my friend, peace is always the solution. Please tell me this is echoing out from the rug, like the opening yes. at the top of the rug. Yeah, yeah. Like a loud, like a loud <laughs> um, with Mog, with Cap. Oh, go for it. Roll a diplomacy check. And uh, and what is Detrian doing there, Wes? So when Detrian, when when Phoenix says that uh, they're pointing weapons at civilians, the one who is talking, Detrian would literally like to walk up to them and like pretty much put the guy's rifle to his chest. Oh boy, this is and getting look look him right in the eyes and just tell him. Soldier to soldier, you kill civilians. That's not something that you ever can take back. You will have nightmares forever. Trust me, I know. This is not something you want to do. Detrian, roll a diplomacy check. You'll notice that when Detrian steps up to the gun, uh, for the first time uh, throughout this whole situation, uh, You'll see kind of Phoenix's confidence, or or at least her, her confidence might flicker for a moment when she sees Detrian do this. But she'll quickly um, so try to regain it. So that's a natural 17, so it's a 19 total. He stands there, not changing. Mog, what was your total? 23. I'm, I'm, I've got to give you penalties because you're in a rug for me. Uh, You mean mean bonuses. Bonus! (laughs) Wait, don't use the bonuses? Use them. Use your bonuses. Um, here's what happened. My god. Moment of silence. And this guy that Detrian is looking at leans into him. He says, I see you're a fighter. Move. Or I will kill you too. 
No, no. What are you doing? No, no, seeing Mog like tacoed in a rug, Detrian stepping up these guns. She pulls back into the crowd and she's digging through her pack furiously, all six. And she pulls out the hollow skin we have. And she wants okay. to guise herself as um, a Lashunta Sunrise Collective soldier. Dang. Absolutely. Dang. You are a Dang. very small Lashunta Sunrise Collective soldier, the Napoleon of these worlds. Uh, and yeah. you walk out. You're the smallest Lashunta the world has ever seen. <laughs> Good. What is happening here? Soldiers, you should not be here right now. I told you to go down over there. They are outrageous down there. More protesters. And like she begins yelling instructions at all of these people. Uh, roll a, an intimidation check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. good heavens. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. 18. What? What? What is going on here? Are you? Are you going to back me, soldier? I'm going to. Say something only I know. Guns, shot. You heard her, lads. Let's go. <laughs> Everyone, you better, you better pipe down or we'll come back. Oh my god. Walks away. Jamie! <laughs> well done. Oh my god, Jamie, well done. Wow, what a great use of that. Uh, no, no is now Napoleon. That is all I see. No, Napoleon. Uh, oh. All right. You have gotten the. You have gotten the. Uh, you've gotten the group of Kasafans to the church, and now all you have to do is walk through these lockdown streets and get get to Teres's house. What do you uh, do? Does I'm going to turn yeah, to the or whatever I need to do. Like, does is the church protected? Is there anyone? I mean, there's not, right? There's no one here that looks armed that's able to protect this place, right? Yeah, there's no there's no protection that the church provides. But you uh, roll roll in a uh, mysticism check. You got it. Eleven on the dice, and my total is nineteen. Okay. Or die. Uh, so you know that Saren Ray is is also known as the Dawnflower, um, and she is a neutral good goddess of, of healing, redemption, and the sun. Um, so you feel like this church is perhaps a, a very good place to be, considering that the Lashunta wouldn't go attack it because it is a Lashunta sort of based church. Not only that, um, but you also feel like they are good people within there. 
and that they will protect those who need protecting. Okay. It's sort of, um, the, the whole founding of this society is from the Serenites. Um, so like, these, these types of churches, they're all over the place. Um, and people come here because it is so close to the sun or their worship of Saren Ray. And you feel like it might be the safest place in all of this, in all of this land of Asana town. Uh, Phoenix is going to go up to Detrian and she's going to say, that was completely idiotic. You could have died. If I, if this crew loses you, I don't know what we'll do. If the shot hit me, it's better than it, if it hit one of the civilians. I don't understand how you can think that way. We can't protect these people forever. We no, can try. I see what happens. I see, I've seen what happens when soldiers open fire like that. Trust me, it would have been better if they shot me. They would have shot you, and then they would have shot everyone else. Maybe. You would have died for nothing. You have to be smarter. These people will not go away. We're going to be confronting them this entire time. We have to finish our mission. We have to end this. We have to move forward. Also, I was, you know, using it to reach for his power pack and steal his ammo, so... <laughs> oh, is that what you did? <laughs> I was I was planning on it if I had gotten a chance, but I didn't want to interrupt people. But yeah, he, pretty much Detrain was reaching for the power pack and going to take the ammo out of the gun. Um, nice. So Tyres leads you um, leads you on through Asana Town, and it is it's erupting into full chaos. People are rioting here and there, breaking windows. You see people locking their houses up and and barricading doors. You go through Bulwark's plaza, and there is one woman, a Lashunta woman, and she's standing up on a box, um, and she's holding up an electric sign that says, the end is nigh. And she looks at Abezagak, and she says, are you ready? You, yes, you with the Dashko, are you ready? Uh... Yes? Ah, then you have seen it as well. You are oh, ready no. for the... See you what? See what? Uh, the no! The end of the packed world. Um, Tyrus, 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 I know, I, I will keep going. I'm... I'm gonna click going with you. What is this lady talking about? The end. The end of the world. Like a, how you say apocalypse? At the end of the galaxy as we know it. The end of life as we know it. It's all coming to fruition now. We're all going to perish. Can you not feel it? Can you not feel it in your mind? Uh, let me try. 
Yeah, I also would like to try. Can I, like, close my eyes and get in tune with the telepathic link that I have? Sure. Yeah, you open up your telepathic link. Uh, you know, you have telepathy as a spell, but it opens up your mind to this world, and sure enough, you feel it. There's just a, a doom throughout the land that, that this is... Something is doomed here. Um... It, it pervades your mind. Um, it's not as overwhelming as when Far Portal sunk some, but there is just something eking on the edge of existence that that something cries out and knows that the end is near and it, it's calling to you. Ah, feel it. So mm. near. You do. Yes. I feel it. My captain, this is not good. We must do something. I'm not sure what we're supposed to do. You feel it too? Yes, I feel it. Perhaps by saving this place, we shall end this horror. It has to be something. Something to do with this place. It's just the feeling gets stronger. We have to help these people, but I don't know how. The answer may lie with those who can connect to the telepathic link that you and I share as well. Perhaps that could be the Ifrits or the Lashantas. Yes. All this while, Tyress is, is pulling on Ibedzagak's arm. Please, you must go. Nib, nib. I, I need her. We're we're going. We're going. Right, right, guys. Yeah. We're 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 coming with her. We're coming with you. Don't worry. We got you. Travel. I would say we'd we'd try to get there as fast as we could. Sure. So you travel. Um, you you run through the square, through this uh, through this like gardeny sort of um, park, and you get to this apartment complex. That Nib, or um, I'm sorry, Tyrus uh, like fumbles with her keys, um, and then and then like swipes swipes the data the data chip and then enters into a locked building and she's running up the stairs um, and, and she goes up to her door and opens the door with the keys and then all of a sudden she's in there and she goes Nip Nip are you are you there? Nip please respond and nothing answers back can I do a perception Can check on the building to see if if maybe there's any sort of forced entry or any sort of nefarious things that have happened here? Absolutely. Mm, that's only going to be a thirteen. Thirteen. Um, you you are not able to really tell. Um, you're not able to really tell 
if there was forced entry, but there's just, I mean, the, it, the, the streets are in chaos. There probably could have been forced entry or somebody might've just been hurrying home. You're, you're not really sure. Can I cast detect thoughts on the house? <laughs> on the house? Yeah, it's a, so it's a 60-foot cone. I don't know how big this house is, but I want to try to detect thoughts. It's a six-story apartment complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this, their home. <laughs> how, big is, uh, how big is their home? Uh, it's uh, uh, in normal square footage for an apartment. Oh, perfect. <laughs> 750 square feet. <laughs> 750 square foot apartment, you know? So um, uh, you're, you're casting around and trying to detect oh. thoughts, and there doesn't seem to be so anyone. First if, you, spells. if you point <laughs> down and you, uh, you, you point down and you're, you're just hearing someone downstairs saying, stay hidden, stay quiet. They won't come for you. They just wanted her. They just wanted her because she's different. They just wanted her because she's different. You're quiet and won't come. Stay silent. Stay still. And it's just uh, then that Tyra uh, receives a, uh, a blip up on her data pad. It's, it's blinking. Does he share this information with us? With us? She's she's like looking around. She doesn't. She's distraught. She doesn't know what okay. to do. I would like to place my hand on her shoulder. Perhaps you should answer your data pad and do not give up hope. Yes. Yes, that is a a good idea. She pulls up her data pad and she swipes it and. Uh, a holographic image of Nib appears. I'm going to actually show you an image of Nib. I don't know if I did this before. Um, but Nib, N-I-B? N-I-B. It's Nib. And uh, she pops up. She goes, so listen, you know, obviously things have gone a little bit awry, but, you know, since you got here, but we were going to have a conversation this, the thing, though, is that I might have had a conversation and I might have um, I might have told somebody to go screw himself. And it might have been the wrong person to tell him to go screw himself. Um, and so they're coming to get me. And I just wanted you to know. So that's why I'm leaving you this message. As soon as you get home, you should get the message. So please, for goodness, please get the message. All right. So here's the deal. We're going to go ahead and um, listen. They're taking everybody up to Checkpoint Labu. So if you got, if they're going to take me there, I'm, I got to... Just, if they're taking me to Checkpoint Labu. Um, it's uh, apparently, I've heard that uh, that it's really heavily guarded um, and things are about to go away. I'm sorry, no, no. And the message cuts out. Uh, with my hand still on her shoulder. Do you know the neighbors below you well? Is, I'm, no, we have separated there. Um, when I went to work on the far portal station, we, we split. I have been gone for many months. I, I do not know the people, if they might have changed, if 
if they might have stayed the same, I do not know, but I don't know. And she it's starts right. breaking down in tears. They may not have information that we could use, and I believe you are right, Captain. The timeliness in this manner is very important. We should go now to this checkpoint, or the neighbors can confirm they came for the wife. Yes, we need to move. We need to move quickly, but we need to also move silently. Which means, and she looks at Detrian, we don't go and blow them up. First, at least. Grenades aren't there for a first offense. They're last resort most of the time. And she's going to usher them, and we'd like to start making our way to Checkpoint Labu. Okay. So currently, this is your kind of situation. This is where you are over here in this fielded sort of area. You passed through the park of Bulwark Plaza, and there is the apartment complex that, uh, that Tyress is in. This was the Burning Mother, the, uh, the Church of the Burning Mother, where you uh, led the Kasathans. Um, and this over here, she points on uh, basically like the Google Maps of Asana Town, um, Asana Google Maps. Uh, and she says, this is Checkpoint Labo. It is a police station. I'm going to go to Nono, and I'm going to say, what did you use to disguise yourself earlier? Uh, I used the hollow skin we found on the Breath of Embers. Hmm. Well, what do you say we give that to Detrian with his um, background? Perhaps we could talk our way in instead of fighting our way in. Not a bad idea. Maybe. What do I get for it? What would you like? Um, I'll get back to you later. Here. <laughs> Such a hardened criminal. <laughs> I am a fugitive. All right. So you start making your way. Detrian's disguised as as a Lashunta, and you're making your way through the streets. Let's just go ahead and everybody roll. Uh, how would you say you're going about all of this? Stealthily. Stealthily. Probably. Okay. Um, as, as we're leaving, Ben, uh, at level two, I got an ability called Mind Link, um, and I can essentially convey a lot of thoughts to an individual. Um, cool. And so I would like to place my hand onto um, Tyress, uh, and it, it's done through like images and, and communication yeah. that way. So I would like to give her memories of me growing up with my um, 20 brothers and sisters and like all the positive memories of that and like shoot those into her brain to sort of lift her spirits. 
Well, she gets a will save to a bo- I'm just I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> and this is very uh, very nice. She she kind of seems a little bit relieved, and she looks at you and she says, "I know that you will all bring her back. You are strong and brave, and even though your captain says you are not heroes, you are heroes." If not to each other, then to me. We need you to be brave as well in these times. Yes. And now, roll for stealth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just so you know, uh, Silent H has donated $30 for five anesthetic darts for the most benevolent of GMs. (gasps) No! And then he says... Use wisely, but almost, I think he, he might have meant to say use on Wesley, but uh, I can't be too sure about all of that. And then Silent Screams donated $10 saying this is to give an edge to the birthday boy, Wes. You and the rest of the players are amazing. Never change much respect. Aww. All right. So here you are. You've... Uh, You've, you're stealthing through the streets. What do we got? Uh, well, uh, your captain rolled like a 13. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. What uh, else? The, the guy who's supposed to be super stealthy, is uh, he rolled a nine. All right. And All right. Your, big, your big bulk over here rolled a 21. <laughs> hey! Um, yeah, you, uh, what about you, Skittermander? You and Scriff, huh? Yeah, uh, I got an eight. Scriff got a ten. So, uh, Nono is, is walking around town and is just thinking about, like, uh, oh, I could get uh, Captain Phoenix to give me this. I could get Captain Phoenix to give me that. There are so many things that Captain Phoenix and, and you know, Nono doesn't realize that she's saying these things out loud. <laughs> like, <laughs> to the world. And you see that coming from around the corner, not all, but a good portion of that group that uh, that were at the protest, they turn around the corner and they look at you and they go, we knew there wasn't a small Lashanta in charge. Get him! Everybody yeah. roll initiative. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I got to hear these. The uh, are nearby. It worked. You saved the civilians. Yeah. You guys yeah. absolutely saved the civilians, which is great. So uh, you did a good 12 job. For me. 12 for Detrian. Detrian, remember, you do have that, that moment to take back whenever you want to. Um, but, you know, that could be very important coming up. Uh, exactly. Also, explosive rounds for Mog and Abedzagak. Let's also remember that. Abedzagak, what do you have? No, 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 19. No, 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 19 for Abedzagak. All right, what else? I got 16. No, 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 with a 50? What is that? No. I was raising my hand to say I also got a 12. 
Also a 12. So who's got the higher bonus? My bonus is three. Detrian, what's your dex bonus? My uh, my dex bonus is three. Oh, so we got ourselves a little bit of a roll-off. Why don't the two of you roll your d20s to decide who will go first? In doing so, also we'll wait for Mog to tell me when Mog is going to go. I got a 50. Five. All right, good. I got an 11. What? <laughs> All right, uh, Detrian and <laughs> Nolo, what are your d20s and what do they say? Mine was a five. Oh, 15. boy. Hey, so Nono is going before. But that doesn't stop the beginning of the round, as it's me who goes first. There are a total of seven of these uh, of these people, and they just turn the corner. They see, uh, they see you all lined up in the row. We're going to use theater of the mind for this one because there's so many of these street battles all over the place. Uh, they sort of spread out around the, uh, the, the walkways, and... Well, they take their shots. Uh, I've got seven of these. Actually, there's eight. Never mind. There's eight of them. Uh, there's five of you. Let's go two shots on Detrian, two shots on Nono for sure, two shots on Abedzigak, and one on Captain Phoenix, and one on Mog. So uh, here come my two shots at Nono. That is going to be... A total of 22 and 15 against KAC. Yeah, that hits. Both of them. Uh, well, my KAC is 14, so yeah. All right, both hit. Here come two shots against Detrian. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, that is going to be a 23, but the other one is going to miss, I believe. Here's two so shots against is. Up against Abedzigak. Uh Those shots, I've got a 13 and a 17. Oh, 17. All right, that yeah. one hits. And then one shot against Captain Phoenix for a 17 against KAC. And another shot against Mog for a... Ooh, they miss Mog. Uh, they miss Mog because he's just too lovable and too charming, right? Yay! No, no, you take a total of eight points of damage. Detrian, you take a total of six points of damage. Bedzigak, seven points of damage. And Captain oh. Phoenix, good old eight points of damage. As you are all just... Uh-huh. All these hunting rifles go off at once, and they just lay waste into you. Uh-huh. And next up... We do have a Benzigak. A Benzigak, what are you going to do? They've all kind of oh spread God. out. There are three in front and three on the or three in front, three and two on the sides. So you've got two to your left, three to your right, and three in front of you. What's right, the environment look like? This right. is a street. It's mostly cleared. You do have a couple of cars here and there that have just kind of been parked and pushed aside, but the streets are mainly clear of people. It is a narrow street, probably about a block before it gets curved, uh, a block before it takes a right-hand turn. Abedzigak, what are you going to do? Okay, I'm going to take my dash, though, and I'm going to go aim it at the two to my left. Okay. And I'm going to use cleave, because with cleave, I can attack two enemies at the same time. Yes, they are adjacent to one another. Uh, Close so enough. if you... 
strike true if you strike true on the one then you uh you will be able to hit the other so go ahead roll okay, your great. attack oh boy all right that's gonna be a don't forget you do have you do have anesthetic, or you have some stims, some anesthetic darts. Like, let's remember all of this. And just right. now, the Wild Fear dropped $50 to get a med AI to all the players. Looks like they'll need it. So, oh my gosh, uh, Stan, well, uh, Thank you. Nice. Oh, well, okay, I'm going to use both of my stim packs for this roll. Okay, go um, for it. It's going to be a total of 24. 24 is going to hit the first person. Now roll the yeah. second attack roll, and let's see if you cleave through to get the second. Yeah, baby. Are you using your dodge roll right now? I sure am, and I uh, with this roll, uh, I have things. I want to use, um, 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 uh, can I use my BBB on this for a reroll? It depends. Did you hit? You. It's not a reroll, but you do get an extra action. So, uh, did you miss? Is that the real question? Yeah, I, it's an eight, so I'm pretty sure I missed. Yeah, you missed, all right. But if you want to roll to strike again, go for it. Yeah, baby, let's do it. Oh, all right. 19. 19. You hit both of them. Roll some damage. While you're rolling damage, we will move on to Captain Phoenix. Abedzagak, you just find a good chance to tell me what it is. You got it. Gonna be uh, seven. Seven, and then what else? You have two attacks, so you got you got to hit me the second one as well. Nine. Nine. All right. And Captain Phoenix, what are you doing? Well, first, I'm going to use all of my med AIs. So thank you so much to everyone who has ever donated <laughs> to me a med AI. I have five of them, and I'm using them all right now. Actually, you only need to use four of them because you got hit with eight points of damage as now you are level two. Patches is a little bit better as well. <gasps> Sipping amount of patches. Here you are, Captain Phoenix. Healing you up and healing you completely of all those points of damages. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, even better. Yeah. Right. So now uh, you said there are three guys in front of me, right? Yeah, there are three. They're they're not directly together. They're kind of spread apart, but they are in front of you. Who are, is are there any guys that are closer together? Yes, the people on both the people on the left and on the right are closer together. You see that on the on the right, there's a pair of two and then one, and then on the left there's another pair of two. These all seem to be um you see that they, they all seem to be Sunrise Collective. None of them are the, uh, the mercenaries. So you must have stirred up with one and not the other. So the guys on the right, you said there's two and then one. How far away is yes. that one from those two? Five feet. Great. Awesome. Cool. I'm targeting all three of them right now using okay. my overheat which uh, basically is a, a 15 yeah. foot cone that will yeah. hit. Yeah. Okay. So basically, I you, you watch all of them. Huh? You can hit the two, but you can't hit the third one. In a I, I, I have it mapped out. Yeah, because he oh, okay. if you it out, he's like 20 feet away from them, from the one that is closest to you. Okay. Okay. So then two of them. 
Um, so basically, okay. Phoenix, you can kind of see her, and she kind of just like absorbs uh, her party members, like the heat that comes off of them. Um, so you can kind of see her, like she just kind of like absorbs this heat from her friends, and then she uses it and shoots it out at these guys. All right, we get a and... they get a reflex save. I don't think they're going to pass. I got a 10 and a 6. So uh, go ahead and roll your damage. Well, first I got to roll to hit you. So, but I do. And okay. uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm assuming a 19 is going to hit you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so then I'm going to roll damage. Actually, overheat is a cone, so it's an area effect, so you don't need to roll the hit. It just hits where you want it to. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. All right, here we go. That's going to be 15 points of damage. Yikes. Yeah, you take these guys. They look like they are on their last legs, but, uh, but I mean, they're still standing. They just, uh, they're just looking mighty unhappy. All right. Next up, we have... Do you want to move anywhere? No, I'm going to stay where I am. All right, we've got No-No going. No-No, what are you going to do? Uh, No-No is going to call over Patches first off. Okay, Patches uh, pops, you know, pops out and goes, Oh, yes, No-No, here you are. And zips into you some healing juices. Uh, and then Nona will use her move action to instruct Griff to shoot. But her standard action, you see from her belt, like this giant energy shield bubble up around her. Uh, so she has a shield up as her standard action. Awesome. Uh, and then instructs Griff to shoot. Griff will shoot at the nice. closest guy at the closest guy okay yeah uh totally 19. 19 is a hit roll damage this is one of the ones that uh that captain phoenix just hit with overheat script wheels around and shoots right over her shoulder uh hitting this hitting this guy for five points of damage and he is dead uh, so yeah, he falls to the ground dead. You've defeated him. Next up, we have Detrian. Detrian, what would you like to do? Um, so I've seen, like, a lot of people get damaged. How far away are the enemies? Uh, they are about 15 feet, uh, well, Captain Phoenix would have had to get up. They're about 10 feet away from you. Uh, but they're dispersed to the side and far in front of you. The ones that are far in front of you are about 25 to 30 feet away. Okay, so I would, uh, upon taking the hit, I would have um, flipped around and then hit a device on my belt that activates my holographic clones. Oh, um, great. Cool. Yeah, pops out, uh, so it pops out a couple copies of myself, but I need to roll a d4 to see how many copies. What's the X-Men, uh, the guy, what's his name, like Multitude Man or something like that, that he yeah. just makes copies of himself? Yeah. That's exactly what Detri does. He just plop, 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 pops out different versions of himself. Roll that D4. Uh, two. All right, so there are three total Detrians on the field. All right, that's fun for me to deal with. Do you want to use patches ah. as well? 
does pat does patches also uh, heal up your stamina yes. points? Patches uh, will so, heal yeah, up stamina. I will I will use uh, I will use five of uh, of my of my med AIs. Five of your med AIs as patches stumbles over. Well, there are many of you that need healing, it seems. And brings your stamina up. We continue along. Uh, can I move into, into cover behind a car? Yeah, absolutely. You move into cover by a car. That's great. Uh, there's there's so many of you, and you're in cover. I'll never be able to hit you. All right. <laughs> Mom, your turn. Uh, I would like to just make sure that I, I'm going to stand next to um, uh, Tyrus uh, and making sure that I'm between her and the rest of the people. So this is a good question. Uh, I was under the assumption that you were leaving Tyrus at her house. Uh, oh, but yeah, that sounds weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's, at, she's, she's at her house, that, so you don't have to sit near Tyrus at all. I'm going to be in between her house and the bad guys right now. And just go ahead and okay. shoot my gun. Uh, uh, moving over slightly. You know what? Yeah. I have to take a timeout here. Because Jess's weapons are explosive. And we didn't do that on your turn. And Jess, you hit both times. Please go ahead and roll your expl- This is a D6. And it also okay. injures people around it. Yeah. <laughs> Double Four. explosion. Four. So you explode into this, like, boom. You hit the first one, and it explodes and hits the other guy as well, uh, dealing one point of damage to him. And now you hit the other guy, so roll a D6 again. Yeah, what a dream. Six! All right, you've killed that guy. <laughs> He just explodes. Uh, your Doshko swings through, and uh, and he pops like a like a party balloon. Um, and the other guy takes a little bit of damage of it as well. He's barely standing. Also, now we go to Mog. Mog, with your explosive rounds, what are you gonna do? Hmm. Well, she seems fine. <laughs> uh, <and> instead, <laughs> I'll go, instead, I'll go to the right uh, and attack the the two over there. Um, okay. So staying 30 away, I'll shoot my my laser pistol, uh, okay. thinking that if I got a close rounds, it'll go just as well as that, right? And yep. I'll roll a nine uh, plus my one is ten, so it'll it'll go yep. just as well. Uh, you hit a building. Uh, roll percentile. <laughs> this is everything I wanted. Forty nine. Forty nine. I was going to go above 30%. You're close enough that it explodes, and it, it hurts the guy a little bit. Uh, you know, not not a D6 uh, of damage, but definitely one point of damage as a piece of shrapnel hits this guy in the side of the head. Continue along. Now it's my favorite turn. Yours. My turn. My turn. Uh, so what's going to happen is... Two of these, uh, two of these soldiers, they see Detrian go behind the car, and there's a lot of them, and they are smart. They're not stupid enemies. They go, "How am I going to hit a single solitary enemy out, out of all that madness?" I'm going to chuck a grenade at him. The other guy sees that 
uh, Nono and Captain Phoenix are and Mog are all stationed together and says, wow, they're all so close together. This is great. I'm going to throw a grenade at them. So two grenade throws are coming at you all, and you all get saved. I would like to uh, no anesthetic dart you. Oh, you're going to anesthetic dart Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, for which one? For which one? How many? I'm throwing two three. grenades. Two grenades. I'm throwing two grenades. Yeah. Uh, I'll do I one have... on the first one. Yeah, I'm doing uh, both. Negative one on both. Yeah, you're, same. You're doing... Okay. All right. All right. Uh, all right. So here we go. So I've got two, a minus two on each of these, correct? Three on each okay. of them. Minus three on each of them? Get out of here. Yeah. You both fly wide. Because uh, I <laughs> rolled five on each of them. There's no way that those are going to hit, especially with um, the, uh, especially with those, uh, those sinks on them, and they fly over there, and they burst up against the wall. No damage happens whatsoever. But you know what? The other four are going to shoot. Definitely going after Captain Phoenix, No-No, and Detrian, and Abedzagak. The one right next to you is pretty angry. Um, So it's going to shoot at you. That is going to be a 15 against KAC. Oh boy! Well, it doesn't hit. Well, I mean, he takes a he takes a guarded step back. Uh, here come the next two. This is one uh, on Detrian is going to be this new dice I got, and this one is going to be on Captain Phoenix. Does it matter that I'm in cover or have the? Uh, you get a bonus. Okay. But you know what they say about bonuses. They don't matter if I roll a natural twenty. Did you actually roll a natural 20 again on me? Oh, no. oh, yeah. I don't know why. You are my crit magnet. That's four. I, I'm it's four I'm natural only, 20s you've hit on me, by the way. I'm rolling different dice, and I'm still critting you. Um, the other one against <sighs> Captain Phoenix is going to be a 13 to hit against you don't KAC. Hit. You don't hit. Okay. All right. But this one going against Detrian on his birthday. First of all, I got to roll a D3. Because, you know, he's got three versions of himself. So on a one, I'll hit. On a two and a three, it blows up one of your clones. Um, That's a three. So you are saved from the critical hit as one of your clones just bursts. uh, As if nothing has happened. And there is one more shot coming in at no-no. That's an 18 on the die. So that one is also going to hit. You're going to take a total of five points of piercing damage as a bullet just slams right into you. Owie! That's done. No, Ben. I think you need all the information, Ben. What's that? You already had one BBBB, but now you have two because Silent H gave you another extra action. Yes! All right. Well, Wes angered me with that uh, with that clone and take it the away. The ability my that you suggested that I take, <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it angered me. So I'm gonna take another shot at at Detran. It's his birthday. 
It's gonna miss. Anesthetic dart? You're anesthetic darting me? Yeah. Rude. Two of them. All right. Well, then I miss on my first use of my bit, 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 bit. But guess what? I got another one. So here oh. comes another shot at Detrian because he angered me. Well, because you angered me, I'm going to use five anesthetic darts. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm, that's rude, but I'm going to use a <laughs> I'm gonna use a stim pack on this one, so it's only four anesthetic darts. Okay, fine. <laughs> Stop rolling fives! You're safe. <laughs> Looks like Wes just blew out your candle. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Oh. That was stupid, Sam. I loved it. Uh, if you, right, you were here, I'd give you one of these cupcakes. <laughs> Uh, it is Abedzagak's turn. Abedzajess, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, I would sure like to send uh, patches over to my best friend, No-No. I mean, my prisoner, No-No. Um, oh! To, uh, did you send me this round? How many, how many times? No, it's Abedzagak and then Captain Phoenix. Oh, okay, just, just check it. Uh, okay, so a patches goes over to uh, to to Nono and just oh here you are I'm running low on juice and heals you up for two more points of healing. Oh boy! Oh Thank boy! You. Oh boy! Love you, bro. Here we go. Bud. Oh, okay. Love you uh, too. So now, now I want to use um, my uh, sticky grenade to throw at the closest. Fella to me, whoever's yeah, the closest, yeah. and yeah. make them be stuck in place. Um, that all right? It's gonna be a five. <laughs> a five. A yeah. five. Yeah, no, they they uh they jump out of the way. They're fine. Uh, well, our grenades are so good, right? Like we're so good at grenades. Uh, Wait, but we, I have um agent of chaos. Can I use that? <laughs> You are, you have explode. You know what? It blows up. Here's what happens. You throw this grenade thinking it's a sticky grenade. And yeah. you chuck it, but you've misunderstood grenades all along. And this was <laughs> not never a sticky grenade. It blew up and it was just a regular grenade. So it doesn't necessarily, um, it doesn't necessarily kill them or hit them like a normal grenade would. But that one piece of shrapnel flies out of this grenade. And this was a person that you had hammered with your Dashko, hammered to the point that they had one hit point left. So your Agent of Chaos exploding grenade kills this man. Yay! Yeah, there you go. Don't let anyone ever tell you that I'm not a nice person. <laughs> All right, we move on. Now it's Captain Phoenix's turn. Then I think now's a great time to explain the like just describe the battlefield. How are these guys feeling uh, in in you know compared to right. where I am? So the back line has not experienced any damage whatsoever. The two on the right, the one closest to you, uh, was you've you've overheated them and and taking care of them. Uh, there's so the one closest to you looks very bad off, but the one behind him, ten feet, uh, is 
is in a perfectly fine situation. So you're really dealing with a back line of three people and one uh, one more on the offshoot, and then you've got this guy over here that looks like he's teetering on the edge of existence. So the three guys that are behind us that we haven't hit yet, how close in proximity yeah. are they? Uh, they are spread apart with a five-foot gap in between each of them. One is standing in the middle of the street, and the other two are kind of pressed up against the side of vehicles, hover cars. Okay, and... Um... You would you say that if I were to overheat them, I could hit two of them? You could not, um, because of how they're, they're separated out apart. with a five foot gap in them. So, well, no, you could hit two of them. Uh, okay, two of them. In a, yeah, you'd have to step up and be right in the kill box. Well, I got to move up to be within fifteen feet of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I see right where you are. Uh, I've got this idea in my mind that you're right in the middle of it all, and they can all turn their guns and point them directly at you. I love it. Yeah, Go ahead, see, I'm seeing your... things a little bit differently than that, Ben, but you do what I, you need to I, do. I, I'm seeing it perfectly right in front of my eyes. Uh, you know, it's uh, great. It's I'm great. Going so to, re- I'm going to anesthetic dart your roll, whatever it is. I get two reflex saves. You're going to anesthetic dart it? Yeah. That's rude. All right. Um... That's going to be a total of 16 for each of them. Is that a save? Yep. All right, so they I take half They take That's half true. damage. All right. So, uh, so But, Ben, what I'm going to do also, which you're not going to like, since they are taking half damage, I'm going to use my light em up, which is going to add Whoa. an extra D6 of damage to them. To one of them. I'm using... You only have one or two. Okay, great. To one of them. Okay. All right. That's fair. I'm going to use my crits and giggle dice, which um, rolls pretty well. Jamie knows. That's rude. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, that's a lot of sixes. So that's going to be... What's the main over... Uh, the main is two... Oh, wait, hold on. I'm sorry, I rolled that wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hang on. Hang on there, Ben. Oh. I rolled sixes instead of D8s. They're, they're two D8s, oh. and then I'm adding a plus six. So, hang on. I'm actually going to do more damage to you. So roll the two D8s first. Rude. Oh, okay. Ooh, all right. Well, that's an eight and a six on the die. 14. All right, so they take seven points of damage each. Now you and choose one now? and you D6 that person. Then you choose one. I've chosen in my mind. It's only going to be four points of damage, though. Four points of damage. The one in the middle, uh, you see that there was like a little gasoline underneath him. And so you, you take this fire and you overheat it and you start to burn it up. And the fire, the gasoline underneath him lights up and he actually burns a, a little bit more than the other guy. Okay, we move on. Katie's in the kill box. No, no, you just see your captain step up into the middle of all five of these combatants. What are you going ben, to do? Ben, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you, but we just got raided by GM Table. Oh, thank you for the Raiders. 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 Welcome. Don't worry, I'm just about to kill my players. (laughs) Not a 
Begilly first. Yeah. Is, is that oh, what right this situation yeah. is looking like? Oh. I don't. I know it's not actually looking good for me. Um. <laughs> all right. No, no. What are you gonna do? Uh, no, no. We'll tell Scriff to take a shot at one of them. Okay. The uh, the one that looked worst off. The one that looked worst off on the right. Yes. All right. Is that a clear Go ahead and take your sight? shot. Okay. Clear line of sight. Yeah. They have, oh, they are not afraid gonna, of you. I'm gonna use that. Anesthetic re-roll? Sharp, five, nine. What recall well, that I gave you? Gave yeah. You and then on this reroll. Reroll. On this reroll, I'm gonna give you five anesthetic darts. Minus five. Real quick. Hold on. Uh, yeah. B. B. McAllister has donated ten dollars. More cooked chicken for Detri, and also suck it, Ben Birch. Yes. Let's go. Well, the first time I rolled for script, it was a one, uh, okay. and that's why I used my reroll. And then I got a two. That's so fair. technically, the total is negative one. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. All right, nothing happens. Here and we go. I will, what, uh, take, I will take a shot. All right, you take a shot. Uh, probably not going to do it with a 12. 12, no, not going to hit these guys. You're just, you see that, uh, that, that no, no, is like, ah! she's, she's very excitable. And, uh, and this is the energy taking over. We continue along. It is Detrian's turn. Detrian, what do you wish to do? There are two of you remaining. Two of them? Yeah. There's uh, no one of you and one of your clones. Okay. Um, so are there, uh, any enemies within my move distance? Yeah. I mean, you can move up to any one of them. Okay, awesome. Um, would I be able to tell if anyone's super injured? Yeah, the one there is one that is super injured to the right, and then the one actually in the middle in the front is very, very injured as well. He's the one currently lit up by gasoline. Okay, um, so I would move toward the one who's on the far side, the right side. All right. Um, and I would actually like to uh, run at him and not pull the pin on, but uh, so it's just like tossing the air using trick attack just to distract him. Okay. So I'm tossing one of my All grenades right. up in the air just as a distraction. Oh. So pretty much tossing it toward him so that they get scared. Oh. And then I'm running up uh, and attempting to uh, to shoot him with my pistol. So I'm pretty. I'm like running yeah. up. I'm gonna like jump off of a car and then uh, take shots with my pistol. Roll an acrobatics check. You got it. That is a 26. You jump off this car. You're agilely flipping through the air. You loose a grenade, and he kind of, like, drops his weapon, and he's holding this grenade. Uh, roll your trick attack. Is it a bluff? Uh, let me see. You're trying to, I think you're yeah, trying to make this guy think the grenade yeah, is he lit. Thinks, or, he, th- uh, he thinks it's a, yeah, he thinks the grenade is lit. Um, All right, so roll a bluff so, check. Okay. What do I add to that? Do I? Your bluff score. Okay. A D20 plus. Uh... Yeah. Okay. And then, so my bluff score. Uh, so that would be a 15. A 15. So he's not, he kind of looks at it. He goes. 
this is hell, uh, one that's really, really using. And he puts it in his pocket. He has no weapon, but you haven't gotten your trick attack off. So, uh, but you still can make an attack. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, so that would be a... Where is it? Oh, that is a 21 to hit. Yeah, that's a hit. Roll damage. Okay. Um, uh, that is a four. You see this guy pocket the grenade. He's got nothing in his hands. And as you're coming down out of that flip, you just take your gun and pop him right in the face. He is dead. Good job. There are four more look, remaining. Did I, did I look cool and did anybody see it? <laughs> uh, super cool. Uh, Mog saw it for sure. Abedzagak okay. is a little too busy. Nono's a little too frantic. And uh, definitely Captain Phoenix is fearing for her life. So, no, uh, she's not. She's no. not. She's fine. No, absolutely. <laughs> Mom, you're very far in the back. Uh, you got explosive rounds. You got an overcharge also from somehow, or I don't know where it came from. You got two stims sitting on the back of your goopy neck. And uh, and what are you going to do? <laughs> wow. I saw it. I'm very impressed, Adrian. Uh, and then I'll step forward and shoot toward the back line uh, to try to help out my captain. All right. Using using my cool stuff. Explosive <laughs> <laughs> brown. Come on, Mog. Oh, I got for <laughs> Are you using those two stim packs? Yes, I am. <laughs> and I used them before I, I rolled. What, I tell you what, a 14 wouldn't have done it. But a 16, 16's gonna do it. Which nice. one of these ones in the back are you shooting? The one that hasn't been touched or the one that looks almost dead or the one that, you know, got, also got burnt up in the flame? I'll go also got burnt up in the flame. Okay, so you're shooting at that guy. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, he's not near anyone else, so the explosive round isn't going to go out from the explosion. But you take your shot it explodes. Uh, roll your damage. Light him up as well. So oh that's boy. an extra D6. Oh, yeah. So you're rolling an extra 2D6 on top of your damage. Nice. So my damage is a 1. <laughs> uh, from the D4. Okay. And the uh. D6 total is 8. So 9 total. So you see Mog. Mog like hesitantly and, and slimily pull up this laser pistol. He's not very good at it, but he takes this shot and it just barely nicks into the side of this uh, of this guy's shoulder. And he's like, "There's a there's a bullet right there." And then the bullet explodes and uh, and he dies as well. Congratulations, you've killed that guy. <laughs> I've written up those explosive rounds. <laughs> This uh, kill box, it's not looking much more like a box anymore. More like a triangle as there are only three combatants left. But you're sitting right there. And I can't help. I can't help but take three shots at you. Because you're sitting right in the middle. Here comes the first shot. 16 on the die. Second shot. 18 on the die. Third shot. 13. Miss. Miss. Okay. I'd like to mention, I'm, I have no more bonuses. 
Yeah. At all? No more med AIs. Yeah, here we this. go. Can I, can I give her my med, med AIs? Now you can set patches wherever you want. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, would I would I notice that Phoenix is taking damage? Oh yeah, because these two on okay. the side, the one is right in front of you, and you see that they turn, and instead of pointing their gun at you, Detrin, they point into the middle, and you see Captain Phoenix as she takes fifteen points of damage oh. from two piercing through uh, the skin. Yeah, my two med AIs are going to Captain Phoenix for sure. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Patches jumps out of the, the video bot and waddles over there. And, and are the three from Mob going as well? Yes, they okay. are. Okay. For a total of how many? Five points of healing back. But ladies and gentlemen. No. No Ten. more med AI. Ten points of healing. You are right, Jamie. Thank you for correcting me. Oh. <laughs> okay. I don't want no med AI. So now here comes the real opportunity for me to take things to the next level. But it's not my turn. That turn goes to Abedzagak. Abedzagak, what are you going to do? Oh my god. Okay, so we have... Where Where are all of the alive people There are now? three combatants. There is one catty corner to where you started. Uh, they are very far up to the front and to the right. Standing in front of that person, 10 feet away, is another person. And then uh, standing to the, to the right, or to your left of that person, is another Lashunta. So what are you going to do? The, oh, the one Lashunta okay. that's on the left looks beat up and, on, and lit on fire. Okay, great. Um, real quick here. I'm going to run over to Mog because I never dealt with this earlier. Hey, buddy, you're doing a really great job over here, and I, um, can I use this? And I slowly, like, take the rug back off of his back. <laughs> but I want your permission. the rug the whole time? Fuck, yeah, I never got it back. Yeah. <laughs> he never took it off, technically. <laughs> Sounds good. He was what like a swing hot dog. But I'm gonna ask first because if he still needs it, he can still use it. Uh, yeah, buddy, that's for sure. Are you good? Can I borrow this? I'll give it back if you want to use it. You may borrow it. Okay, <laughs> good it does to know. Belong to you. <sighs> Rugs are for everybody, man. And I roll it up, and I would like to jump as far as I can from Mog to the nearest guy and just whack the shit out of the one that's on fire. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Roll roll an attack roll. Thank you. Yikes. Rugs all the time. 17. 17. Total? <laughs> yeah. 17 total. 17 total. Yeah, I mean, you're getting pretty skilled with a rug there, Abedzagak. Uh, roll, roll 1d4, um, and, and, and this is a smaller rug. Uh, so it's a, you know, a thinner rug. No, this is so, a big rug. This is a huge rug. The biggest of rugs. Uh, yeah. Roll a d4 and add your strength modifier. Okay. <laughs> That's gonna be a 7 damage. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> rips the rug off of Mog, leaps into the air. She's dropped her Dashko, which is a, clearly a superior weapon, but instead goes to the rug and smacks this guy across the face. He falls unconscious. Uh, and also, the fire is put out, thankfully. Uh, yeah, you know, you. You've done basically non-lethal damage to him since he's not a fire <laughs> element. Uh, he is unconscious, uh, but not dead. Yikes, you and rugs. It's ridiculous. Do I have enough time to run back and give the rug back to Mom? No, you do not have time. This is ridiculous already. Your, your rug usage is out of control. Uh, Captain Phoenix, it's your turn. You just got hit hard. <laughs> Actually... I, I didn't because it all kind of canceled out. So like it's it's almost like she got hit and then all of a sudden she just like oh it was fine again. Um, making me want to hit you so hard with this gun. <laughs> so Ben, yes, who's the closest one to me? There are two remaining. They are ten feet apart. You've got one that's kind of behind a car um, that you and Detrian are are kind of like pinpointing at a at perpendicular angles uh the one that is further away is a 45 degree angle off of that one they both look uh not very hurt at all not very hurt at all yeah okay which one looks less not very hurt at all they both have uh, are fine Perfectly fine, but I will say if you choose to shoot the one that you're perpendicular with uh, with Detrian with, that person will get a uh, that Lashunta will get some cover because they're h- hiding behind a hall, a hover car. Uh, they're okay, on the other what side. What if I want to walk up to them and touch them? Then you would have to go to the one on the 45 degree angle because there'd be a car in between you and the one that you're talking about. Can't go around the car. You can go around the car, sure. You stand in front of Detrian, and uh, and now you're standing right in front of this person, and you want to punch them? No, I want to touch them, but oh, touch not them. if I'm... <laughs> yeah, and, and it's actually fine if I'm standing in front of Detrian, because I'm hoping that it won't matter. Um, okay. Yes, I What's would like to touch What's this spell that you're them. casting? Uh, I would like to cast Jolting Surge. Oh, great. Jolting Surge. Your favorite spell. So I'm assuming they have some sort of technology on their person. Because it'd be ridiculous if they didn't have any technology, right, Katie? (laughs) It'd be ridiculous if they they didn't have any technology on their body. If they were just a gelatinous cube that happened to suck up my data pad. Oh, just throwing that out there. Uh, yes, they do. Uh, they have comm units all over their body, to, attaching to their eyes and even into their uh, to their mouths as well. Okay, well, just so you know, that's a 19 to hit. Yeah, you touch them. Great. Cool. So um, hang on a sec while I roll this. Um, 4d6 electricity. <laughs> yeah. Spells are really good in Starfinder. I'm not going to lie. This is my favorite. <laughs> oh, all right. So that's going to be eight, uh, eight, 14, 18 points of damage. And you see the electricity coursing through this Lashunta's body. You see the skeletal form of it. And then it just 
drops dead. There is one remaining. Sweet. No, no, so I'm going to tell. Wait, hold on. Oh, I'm going to tell. I'm going to turn back and I'm going to tell Detrian. I'm going to. I'm going to like give him the eyes toward that other one that's close to us, and I'm going to say, "Go get him." All right. No, no, it is your turn, though. You see one more enemy in the far front right. What are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to shoot. Me and Scriff both. You can take two shots at this guy over there. Okay. Oh! I got a natural 20. Ooh! Oh, yes! Oh, well, I didn't so want to do this. I uh, I forgot to do it earlier with Wes, but good thing because I didn't even hit him. But I got another thing from PaizoCon, and that is the Starfinder critical hit deck. Uh, so Jamie, I'm gonna pull a card for you right now. I am concerned. What kind of damage is this? Uh, piercing. Okay, piercing. This says, driven to one knee, you get your double damage. And the target cannot move from its square for one round. I don't think he'll have much longer. It's fine. Uh, okay, roll your damage. damage. All right. Is that total? And then, yeah, that was my shot. And then Scripps right. has to shoot. All right. Take your shot. 18 total for Scripps. That is also a hit. Roll damage. Eight points of damage! Eight points of damage. Scriff blasts into this thing. This guy is on one knee, woozily teetering back and forth. A, a slight breeze could knock this over. All right, I'm talking <laughs> he is ready for the downfall. And what better way to serve up a kill on a platter for the birthday boy? Wes, take us home. Uh, so Detrian recognizing that this guy is on his last legs and full well knowing that they need information more than anything else. Uh, Detrian is going to run up and attempt to knock this guy unconscious. Love it. Roll, uh, so roll an attack. I'm gonna, You're going to play. Uh, I'm going to run up, jump off the car and attempt to Superman punch him just because it's fun. Yes. <laughs> Please roll an acrobatics check first for the jumping off the car. That is a 29. Yeah, super acrobatically, you're just flying through the air, uh, spinning in a barrel roll as you come in with your half-elfish fist. And before you do that, though, I don't know that the people know what Detrian looks like. So why don't you tell us what they see spinning through the air, coming in to clock this guy in the face. You see a six-foot-tall half-elf, uh, pointed ears with bright purple eyes. Uh, and right now, he is fiercely pissed off. Because these are, he knows that these are the same soldiers that were about to open fire on a crowd of civilians. Uh, he also knows that they are the best way for him to get information. And there's only two of them that are still left alive. This one being the only conscious one. Uh, so he is just flipping through, but it pretty much, it pretty much looks like me with purple eyes and pointed ears. Just a little <laughs> shorter. 
Well, we got to get some purple contacts. For cosplay reasons, cosplay purposes, does have silver hair. Yes. Uh, We we already were talking about how Jess is going to be a big dinosaur in cosplay at some point. But we'll figure it out. All right? Uh, But, Wes, make your attack roll. I'm going to use five stims. All right. Five stims course through your body as they just... It's almost like... The back of your neck looks like a uh, looks like a, a, a data pad itself. It's coated with these stims, and uh, one by one they fall off. But you seem like they get recharged pretty quickly. Um, so that is a sixteen to hit, I believe. A sixteen is a hit. Roll a d four and add your strength modifier. Uh, four. You come in, spinning through the air, and you take your fist with the gun still in its hand, and you punch hard through this Lashunta's face, and he crumbles to the ground, unconscious. Congratulations, you all have done it. Yes. Oh. Wow, that was a real tough fight. Sarnad donated $20. Medei, one for Katie as she would give it to her crew, and one for Wes. He can't be sad on his birthday. <laughs> I was trying. <laughs> I know. You were know. trying to kill him on his birthday? What's wrong with you? I think it would have been really cool. It would have been really cool, right, Wes? It would have been an awesome story. I know, because I got that Agent of Chaos, and I would have just rerun time anyway. Oh. <laughs> yeah! 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 Ben just had that realization face. (laughs) You wrecked him, Wes. You wrecked him. Oh, boy. All right. Well, folks, here you are. Here you sit with two of these these soldiers at your feet, unconscious. The rest of them have bled out and died. They were rude, mean, evil evil Lashuntas, and you've done your job, you've saved this area at least, and you know that they won't be following you anywhere. And that's where we'll leave it. Oh, That's where we'll leave it for today. Dark, yeah. I know, I know. As you make your way to the Labu checkpoint, I do have one more thing. I know I'm terrible. I know I'm mean. I know I'm heartless, but tonight was really, really good. Role-playing and action, you all did a fantastic job. So each and every one of you, and because I'm feeling warm and, and cozy because it's Wes's birthday, each of you is getting a point of inspiration. Finally, I've been working so hard, Ben. Good job. You all are doing a great job. So that's that's just a a little gift from me. Um, So do again. It's a reroll. You get to choose to reroll whenever you want to. Nice. Uh, All right. We hope you had a wonderful time, and we'll catch you next time for some more things in space. Things in space. Thank y'all so much for listening. Hope to adventure with you soon on a live episode at twitch.tv slash thedatnetwork. 
Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, all of the things. And if you enjoyed the immersive sounds and music you heard during the game, don't forget to download the Sirenscape app for free to get started. Use the link in the description to let them know dragons and things sent you.